Praise the Lord. Wow, what we felt in here. My goodness. My goodness. I honor the leadership, bishop and pastor and the families. Thank you, Brother Mott. You know, he preached a pretty awesome message this morning, didn't he? (laughs) At one point during the message, he was talking about that he got filled with the Holy Ghost and he was talking in tongues so much that he literally couldn't speak English for two days. And I looked at my wife and I said, I'm still waiting for him to speak English. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I love that accent. (laughs) Um, Love him very much. Love the other men of God on this platform. They've all played a role at some point in my life. So thankful for them. But I'm excited about the Lord's going to do in this place. I do not believe he is finished. I don't believe he's finished. I believe that I have come with a prophetic utterance for this church. I believe that the Lord has put something in my spirit to impart to this body to give you some understanding of where we are and what just happened in the last hour basically was confirmation of what I'm feeling to preach. But the Lord, I believe, is in the midst of a great awakening amongst this church people. God is awakening the people up from their sleep so that they can begin to see in the spirit like they've never seen. God's beginning to awaken us to a place of great authority and dimensions that we don't even, we've never even fathomed or imagined before. But if you believe that, could you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him a great shout, believing that God is not done yet. Hallelujah! Come on, clap like you believe it. Do you believe the Lord is awakening this church? God is awakening this people. In the name of Jesus, God is not done. God is not done. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, just clap your hands one more time. I love the sound of it. Come on. The devil is shaking. His knees are knocking. When you begin to shout, when you begin to clap, all of hell is freaking out. They don't know what to do. Come on, something's different. Something is changing. Something is happening in the atmosphere of the Antioch, the Apostolic Church. I believe it. I speak it. I choose to walk in it with authority. Hallelujah. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Jesus' name. You can be seated if you want to, but... Don't, come on, we ain't done yet. Praise the Lord. It's an honor and a privilege to have an opportunity to impart this word to you. The scripture that I've been feeling that's been on my spirit, the way that this uh, message came about was actually in a prayer meeting. Imagine what the Lord could do in a prayer meeting. <laughs> 
There's a lot that can happen in a prayer meeting. And if we could just get a hold of the Lord in the prayer room, you never know what will come out. Maybe a message, maybe some type of anointing, maybe some type of someone getting saved. You never know what will happen in a prayer meeting. (laughs) You never know what will come out of your mouth when you start speaking with authority in a prayer meeting. You don't know, you don't ever know what would happen if you would just tune your ear to heaven and just put your phone to the side and just put some things under the couch and get a hold of Jesus and just have a little prayer meeting and speak with authority. Jalen and I, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Jalen and I, we, uh, we felt really strongly that we need to get together and pray in the mornings before we start doing whatever else we have to do. We decided maybe twice or three times a week around 8 a.m., 8.15, whatever. We're going to have some prayer meetings. And our very first one, the Lord just showed up. The very first one, the power and the anointing of the Lord, the angels of God were being sent. Something significant was happening in the spirit. And as we prayed, I began to feel this message just begin to come out of my spirit. And it, it was birthed into something. And I, I hope that this can help somebody and that this will take you to a place because we cannot be satisfied with what happened right here tonight in the moment of church. We can't be satisfied with I get a touch and I huck and buck and I scream and I shout in the moment and that's it and I stop. I got to take this thing to my home. I got to take this thing to my community. I got to take this thing to my school. I can't get satisfied with just having it in the church building. Now, if it starts here, praise God, but don't let it stop here. Because God is releasing an awakening upon his people. God is releasing a moment where you wake up from your sleep and the the cares of this life and the other things that are coming against you and you begin to open your eyes and there's a consciousness that comes to you where you start speaking with apostolic authority. That's the kind of stuff that God is getting ready to do in this church. You say, Mike, we already know about apostolic authority. We already know about praying and speaking things into existence. I know. I know, but... Let's let this word dig deep in your spirit and begin to reveal some things to you that maybe there's some other things that God wants to awaken inside of you. If you want to go to the word of the Lord, let's go to Matthew chapter 13, 24 through 26. I'm excited about what the Lord's going to do here. Anyone else? I'm excited. Scripture says in Matthew 13, another parable Put the he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, there appeared the tares also. But I want you to pay attention to while men slept. While men slept. I understand the principle and the context of the scripture. And and Jesus is trying to reveal to you that there's going to be some people going to come in here. There's going to be some things that are going to happen. You're going to have tares that are going to grow along with the wheat. But I am here to tell you, I believe that there is an opportunity and there is a moment to stay awake long enough. To be awakened long enough to stop that enemy from sowing tares amongst the wheat. That if we'd be awakened, that they can't come in and sow like they used to sow. That if we'd be awakened, if we'd stay awake and watch and be vigilant. That if we'd open up our eyes and we would continue to look upon the field and not fall asleep. Because the adversary doesn't have a moment where he falls asleep. The adversary doesn't have any off days. 
If he doesn't have any off days, we shouldn't have any off days. Now, yes, you need to rest. Yes, you need to sleep. But we shouldn't have any off days. Scripture says that while men slept, you can be seated. The scripture also tells us to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant. It tells you to stay on watch, to stay protected, to keep your eyes open and to pay attention with intention. Pay attention intentionally at what's coming after you or what's coming against you. Amen. To be vigilant, to pay attention to your community, to pay attention to your surroundings, to see what's in front of you and what's behind you, to be vigilant. But the scripture says that these certain men, they went to sleep and the adversary came and sowed some some tares, came and sowed some stuff amongst the people, came and sowed some stuff in the field. And all of a sudden, because of that, there was some tares that affected the wheat. The scripture says that we must be Sober and vigilant. I believe that one of the ways the enemy will try to come against us. One of the main ways that he will fight us is if he can put us to sleep. Because he knows we've already, we're we living because we've been born again. You can't sleep unless you're living in the first place. <laughs> so he can put you to sleep because you're alive. You've been born again. Born again of water and spirit. And he wants to put you to sleep. Why does he want to put us to sleep? Because sleep is comfortable. (laughs) Sleep is comfortable. (laughs) I'm talking about a spiritual sleep. I hope you're with me. Don't be staying up all night, kids. Please understand where I'm coming. I'm talking about a spiritual sleep. Daddy, I can't go to sleep. Brother McGurk told me I got to stay up all night and be vigilant. I got to be vigilant. (laughs) You're with me. Sleep is comfortable. A lot of people even use it to escape their current situation. Mm. They try to use it to escape depression, try to escape anxiety. You ever seen a depressed person? They sleep all day, all the time because they don't want to face reality. I remember that before that whole thing happened that Brother Mott was talking about. I haven't told many people this, but I went through my own depressing state. I went through a state of depression because I got hurt and I couldn't play for an entire year. And that was before I gave it up and was living for God. And I went through this moment in this time where I literally all I wanted to do was sleep. I wouldn't even go to practice and hang out with the kids on the sidelines because I wanted to sleep. I wanted to just go home and sleep. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't even want to talk to my girlfriend at the time. I wanted to sleep because I was depressed. I wanted to escape reality. There's other times when we're sleeping, we're not really hungry because we're asleep. We don't need food. We're not hungry for anything. We're unconscious to most of the world. Mm. When we're asleep, there's fear that tries to strike us and tries to destroy us. We're vulnerable when we sleep. We're in our most vulnerable state because we're on our back and we're kind of defenseless, if you will. And the adversary wants to come to you at the one of the most important times that the adversary sees as an opportunity is when you're asleep. That's why some of you get hit with sleep paralysis where you're stuck and you can't move. You're hit with a spirit of fear. That's why other times you see images in when you're trying to sleep in, in your room and you see these things moving around, all around the room because it's trying to scare you. It's trying to intimidate you because you're in a vulnerable place. 
Come on, we're going somewhere. We're going we're gonna to see the Lord do something in this place. But I want to help us to see that I believe prophetically we are stepping into a new awakening. We are going to be awakened like we've never been awakened. And we're going to begin to see things in the spirit like we've never seen things in the spirit. But in order for that to happen, the whole body's got to come to its consciousness. The whole body's got to begin to see with the eyes of the spirit and to hear the ears of the Lord telling you where you're trying to go, where you're trying to conquer, where he wants to use you. Oh, don't, don't, come on, stay with me. The scripture says in Luke 22, when Jesus was talking to Peter, he was hanging out with him at the table and he said, Peter or Simon, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith would fail not. He told him, he said, there is something trying to come against you that wants to stop you from the greatness that God has for you. Trying to stop you from the kingdom that he's going to put you in from preaching that message that he's going to use you with from building the kingdom of God in the church. Because the church will be planted and it'll be rooted upon you. You, upon this rock, I will build my church. And Satan wants to sift you. Satan wants to stop you. Satan wants to halt this ministry. And so Jesus is saying, I have prayed for you that your faith would fail not. It wasn't probably about eight, seven, six hours later when Jesus was in the garden. And the Bible says in Mark 14, it says, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. He, and he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And said unto Peter and Simon, Sleepest thou? Couldst not thou watch one hour? <laughs> watch ye and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went his way and he prayed and he spake the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again. <laughs> he found them asleep <laughs> again. For their eyes were heavy, neither wished they would answer him. And he cameth to them a third time and said to them, sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour is come. Behold, the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Jesus was a part of something so significant in the garden of Gethsemane. He was going through a dying out process because he was about to endure some trials and temptations, but he was also about to endure the greatest miracle this world has ever seen. Mm -mm -mm. He was about to see some stuff. My God, I feel something on me right now. He was about to see the greatest thing this world's ever seen, that God in flesh was about to resurrect himself and show the world that I am the one true God. And he said, could you not sleep with me just one or wait, watch with me just one hour, but you kept sleeping because their eyes were heavy. Because you see, sometimes we need to have a garden experience. Sometimes we need to get a hold of God and let some things die. Sometimes we got to get on our face and pray till something dies. Because it even tells us in the book. It tells us that he began to sweat blood. He actually died in that moment. The death process started in that moment. Stay with me. But there was a few people with him that he wanted to take with him to this place of death. To take with him to this place of great expectation and authority. But they couldn't even watch with him for one hour. 
because their eyes were heavy. I'm telling you, when God begins to come to you and say, give me that, it's time to let that die. Your high, your eyes are going to get a little heavy. It's going to be a little tough. It's going to be a little hard. And you're, you're going to go, it's going to be a little bit more comfortable to sleep in this moment. I don't know if I want to lay against this rock and pour out blood on this rock and give everything to God in this moment. I don't know if I can do that right now. So I might just need to go to sleep. He said, could you not watch with me one hour? Because God understands the times and the seasons. God understands. He's put it in his own power. He understands when he needs you to pray and to war and to travail and to intercede. God understands what opportune moments are available when we shouldn't be sleeping. I'm talking to a church. I'm talking to a church that's about to see a great awakening. But the people have got to align themselves in the spirit so that they can watch and pray and not sleep when the spirit is saying, watch with me so you don't fall into temptation. What's so interesting about the story is that Jesus understood what was coming. The men walked up to him and he submitted himself. He submitted himself to the process. But Peter grabbed a sword and went for the man's head because Peter was sleeping. Huh? It's very easy. <laughs> Come on, I'm telling you. God's going to do something in this place. He's going to awaken some hearts in this place. It's very easy when you're sleeping that your first reaction is flesh. Your first reaction is, I got to control this. I got to stop this. I got to keep this from happening. Your first reaction is not going to be submission. Your first reaction is going to be battle, fight. But the battle is not flesh and blood. God's got you in a process for a purpose. And he doesn't want you to give up during your promise because he's going to bring you out of it. But you got to know the times and the seasons where you need to watch and pray and stay awake and be vigilant and not be sleeping. Because I'm telling you, Antioch, we are in a place right now where God's about to blow the lid off, but he can't catch you sleeping right now. He can't catch you sleeping right now. He needs a people that would watch and pray, even though the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. You got to wake up, Antioch. You got to wake up. What you felt in this church is not just for this church. It's for this community. Have your way, God. Ah. It's impossible to sleep unless you've already lived. A person cannot sleep or be vigilant unless they're already made alive. You've already been alive, made alive by the blood of Jesus. You've already been born again by the water and spirit. So you've got an opportunity. You're either going to sleep or you're going to stay awake. you got to make a decision no matter what cares, no matter what storms, no matter what situations. Will you sleep or will you stay awake and pray? Mm. The Lord spoke it to me and my wife. If we do not wake up, they will not live. If we do not wake up, they will not live. You want to raise the dead from the grave? You got to first raise yourself from your sleep. 
You want to see the dead raised? You want to see the miraculous? You first got to get out of your spiritual bed yourself and say, I want to see this happen. I want to see an awakening happen. There's an interesting story in the Bible about a man named Samson. Samson had a problem. He was not a very wise man. He was a very anointed man, very powerful man, very anointed very used of God. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord would literally rush upon him. It would literally rush upon him. And it doesn't talk about any other men of God in the Old Testament like that except Samson, David, and Saul. And because of that, he got a little bit, uh, can you say, negligent with his gifts. He lost a little bit of integrity because of his anointing. He didn't really think that the things behind the scenes really mattered so much. Because when you are anointed and you have great revelation, it's easy for the adversary to say, oh, yeah, you're anointed. But come on. I mean, does it really does this really matter? Does that really matter? But David said himself in Psalms, he said, I will walk in integrity in my own house. He said, I'm going to walk with the Lord when nobody can even see me. But Samson didn't have that revelation. Samson thought that his gifts and his anointings was enough for him and that that proved who he was and that justified his actions. But you see, Antioch, we might have great revelation we might have a great anointing but we cannot let that justify ourselves the private better better be matching up to what the public is declaring because samson didn't have that understanding samson had a big problem he had a big big problem and he was caught sleeping not only was he caught sleeping he was sleeping in the enemy's lap Samson himself, I feel the Holy Ghost. Samson himself, anointed man of God. The Spirit of the Lord would rush upon him. But he was caught sleeping in the enemy's lap. The Bible talks about it in Judges 16. That when he was caught sleeping in the enemy's lap, that's what gave the enemy access to cut the glory. Cut the anointing. Cut off the power. What would happen If we fell asleep, what are the things that could happen to us? You might find yourself caught sleeping in the enemy's lap, trying to steal your glory, trying to steal the very thing that God separated you unto. And that's the very thing the enemy's trying to do. He knows if he can lull you to sleep, he can get out some scissors. He knows if he can lull you to sleep, he's going to come for your glory. Come on, hear me, some ladies. He knows if he can lull you to sleep. He's coming for your holiness, for your glory, for your anointing, for your authority. Samson literally treated his anointing like an old pair of tennis shoes. He put them on because he didn't have any other choices. Backed up against a wall, nothing else he could do. I guess I got to put these on and beat these guys up. (laughs) Pop, pop, see ya. Now back off to my my, uh, eventful life. (laughs) You know, that's how he operated. Because Samson was lulled asleep. We must not fall asleep. And you might say, Mike, I come to church. I'm involved with ministry. Yeah, I've seen some people sleepwalk and also do some activities at the same time. Your ministry and you coming to church does not mean you're awake, honey. That means you could just be sleepwalking. You could be sleepwalking, meaning you eventually wake up and go, how did I even get here? 
Because the, the monotony of just going through the motions and just doing what you do because a person who's sleepwalking can just go through the motions of this. And that's what we do in church sometimes. And God is trying to bring this spiritual consciousness to the body where we can begin to use our authority and begin to see the kingdom of Satan destroyed. But it can't happen while we are sleeping or while we are sleepwalking. There's another man in the Bible who was caught sleeping. His name was Saul. He let jealousy and envy put him to sleep. And not only put him to sleep spiritually, he put him to sleep naturally. And that's when he got his robe cut. He lost his authority asleep in the cave. We cannot let jealousy and envy come against the unity of the body. Because in the unity, there is power. That's why even God himself looked down at man when he was building the Tower of Babel and said, Oh my goodness, the people are one. They're about to do a great thing. If they can do that in the natural, what can we do in the spiritual? If we would actually come together with one mind and one accord and stop sleeping because we want what someone else has. Ah, shut that Even David himself was caught sleeping. He was caught sleeping all right. The Bible says very specifically, it was the time for kings to go to war. It was the season. For kings to go to war. And David in his middle age. He's got all the, the, the bucks on the wall. He's got all these victories. He's got probably gold medals coming out of his shoes. <laughs> he's probably got gold medals on gold medals on gold medals. Everybody knew David. And something in him put him to sleep. Where he said. Look at all I've done. I don't feel like going to war today. I'm just going to hang out on my roof. And the enemy lured him to sleep and he began to look down at somebody that wasn't his and he began to covet after somebody that wasn't his wife and then he made a mistake and he made a decision all because he went to sleep when he was supposed to be on the battlefield my goodness come on we're going somewhere we're going somewhere we can't fall asleep we must be sober and be vigilant because there is a moment and an opportunity. There is an effectual door that is opening up to this church. And we cannot say, you know what? Well, I'm anointed. I'm powerful. I've seen stuff before. Well, then I'll just go about my business. No, you need to get a hold of God probably more so than you ever did before. And you need to hit the carpet and begin to fast and begin to pray. And to begin a hold of the, the word of the Lord and say, I am not going to fall asleep. I will stay up and I will watch. I will be vigilant and I will watch the adversary. I will Watch what the will of the Lord is. I will watch where God is taking me. One of the biggest things the Lord's dealing with me about is this. You cannot sleep and speak at the same time. You cannot sleep and speak at the same time. Now you can sleep, talk. <laughs> My wife could tell you about that. She about wants to beat me over the head. I'm out there having these long conversations and probably, who knows, maybe directing a movie. I'm just, she's just like, dude, be quiet. <laughs> but when I'm sleep talking, I'm basically speaking gibberish. I'm speaking things that really have no, no effect, no meaning, no, <laughs> you see where I'm going? It's got no, no point, no purpose. And I find that sometimes the enemy 
puts us to sleep and we go into the prayer room and we just do a lot of sleep talking. We're just talking and talking and talking, but all we're thinking about our dreams and all that is all about our lives and our cares and our situations and the things going on in our life. And so our mouth is moving, but there's no faith and no expectation behind the things that are coming out of our mouth. We cannot sleep talk. We must awake because you're either sleeping or you're speaking. We're either sleeping or we're speaking. It's impossible to use apostolic authority while you're sleeping. It's impossible to speak things into existence while you're sleeping. It's impossible to release faith into your neighborhood and into your school while you're spiritually sleeping. It's impossible to come into church with an expectation and believing for God to pour out his spirit mightily if you're sleepwalking and sleep talking. The thing that's amazing about this is that God purposely chose for the mouth to be the thing that releases faith. He built this kingdom on the mouth by speaking things and he's going to end it by speaking things. We cannot stop speaking faith. You say, well, Mike, I pray sometimes. No, I mean getting a hold of God and getting an alignment and beginning to speak with authority the things that God has purposed in your spirit. That's what he's trying to do to this church. Is He's trying to take us to a new place of apostolic authority and, and blessings and anointings and he wants the finances to flow, but who's been speaking about them finances? Who's been releasing those finances in the atmosphere? Oh, when we come to church, yeah, that's great. But who's speaking it when we're not in church? Who's speaking and releasing it when we're not in the building? Who is speaking for the lame to walk, for the dead to raise, for God to blow it up in the neighborhoods and to see whole communities saved? Are you speaking or are you sleeping? I believe that we can end this thing tonight. Stepping into something supernatural, we begin to release those very angels that are in this place that Brother Mott was talking about. That We can begin to release the very anointing that is here because it cannot stop here. It cannot stay here. It must go out. It must go out. In Jesus' name. Brother Middleton, I'm sorry, but I'm going to steal your revelation, but I'm letting them know it's yours. <laughs> he showed me in a scripture where it talks about a child in Galatians 4. And the actual definition of a child in that scripture, because, I mean, who, how do we define a child today? Well, they're this tall, this tall, make a lot of messes, <laughs> hard to deal with, whatever. But the scripture says that a child, according to the scriptures, is one who's unable to speak. And he says that when you go from being a child to a son or the, the servant to a son, there's a speaking that takes place. There's a releasing of apostolic authority. And there's a one thing I started to think about is, you know, children sleep all day. All they do is sleep. They sleep, sleep, sleep. Babies sleep. They can't talk and they sleep. I believe God wants to take us to greater places where we're not caught sleeping. We're not caught not speaking the things of God, the things that God has purposed for this generation and for this church and for the Antioch, the apostolic church. But I've got some good news. You might have been caught sleeping the last few years. You might have been caught sleeping a little bit. I don't know if it's cares. I don't know if it's situations. I don't know if it's family driving you up a wall. I don't know if it's offenses of different ministries or whatever it is. Your, your money just went, went broke. It went blank. You couldn't find it anymore. Whatever it is that lulled you to sleep, we have a God that is rich in mercy. 
And just like you were asleep, and, and Joseph said, those things that were meant for evil against me, God turned it for good. Even though you might have been asleep and you shouldn't have been asleep, God is trying to tell this church, even in your sleeping and in my mercy, in my grace, I was, I was creating some things. I was, I was developing some things. My God, I was, I was beginning to put a new ministry inside of you, a, a new anointing, a new ability to walk in apostolic authority. I was putting some fresh things in you because even when Adam was asleep, God pulled his helper meat out, out of him and said, here's your help meat and you guys will walk to together God had him in a process and you might have put yourself in the process by the things that you let come against you but God is saying even though you put yourself in the process even though you load yourself to sleep I was still performing some things in your spirit I was still maneuvering some things in your spirit I was still preparing some things in your spirit because when I wake you up you're not going to be the same person you were when you went to sleep you're going to come out with a fresh anointing you're going to come out with a fresh oil you're going to come out with something different in your spirit than when you first went to sleep yorobo shatarabo tolo what could happen if we would speak if we would release if we would command and not fall asleep but allow God's process to happen inside of us the wise men at night they followed a star because they didn't fall asleep they didn't fall asleep I'm telling you, Joseph and Mary, they were asleep, but an angel came to them and said, I'm about to give you a son. I'm about to do something powerful. I'm about to birth the Messiah through you. Abraham was asleep when God gave him a promise. I'm telling you, all your sleep wasn't so bad. I mean, you shouldn't have fallen asleep, but you did. But the Lord took care of it and said, it's okay. I developed some things inside of you. But now, now Zion, now it's time to wake. Now it's time to break free. Now it's time to open your eyes. What would happen if instead of going into our neighborhoods with the I got this to do, I got this to do, I got this to do, I got this to do. She's driving me crazy. She's driving me, he's driving me crazy. Ah. I'm going to kill them all. That's not me. I'm talking about you. <laughs> I'll drink on that one. I'll drink on that one. What if instead of that, we woke up and aligned ourselves, stayed vigilant, and said, Father, show us the ruling powers of this community. Show us the spirits that are attacking my family. Show us what is trying to come against this ministry. Show me what you want to do in this community. What would happen if we opened our eyes to a vigilance that looked at things through the spiritual eye and not through the natural means and said, I know we got lots of revelation on warfare, but one of the ways you know you're asleep is when you got a lot of revelation about it, but you ain't doing it. That's one of the main ways that you know that you've fallen asleep a little bit because we are known as the place of spiritual warfare and not a whole lot of warfare going on. I work here, <laughs> meaning I'm not that far away from the prayer room. Oh, Mike, I wore at home. That's great. I'm not talking to you then. I'm just talking to a people that be willing to wake up. I am sick and tired of not seeing the things happen that we are believing for. And I want my eyes to see and my, my hands to touch and my feet to go to those places that God has purposed and promised this church. Let me help you for a minute about something. The Lord helped me a lot with this. The process of a promise. Too many times... 
Too many times God speaks a promise. He speaks a word. And we go, all right, anyone got a pillow? Anyone got any comfy sweatpants or sweat skirts? <laughs> I'm ready to get comfortable because God gave me a promise. He's about to do something. I got a word. So now I get comfortable until it happens. Show me in the Bible where David did that. I got a promise. Goliath is going to die. Someone got a pillow? Someone got some sweatpants or sweat kilts, whatever they wore? <laughs> sweat robes? Yeah, he's not from Ireland. <laughs> Put that on. Sit down and go, Goliath is going to fall today. No. My brother went and got some five smooth stones. Put them in his sling. And he took a step of faith and started walking towards his promise, started walking towards his giant. God spoke to Abraham and said, I'm out to bless you and make you a father of many nations. And he began to leave everything behind besides Lot, but that's a story for another day. And he began to walk and began to follow after God. And he began to walk in that promise and started taking steps towards that promise. Or how about Joseph? How about all these people? What about Paul in the Arabian desert? He didn't just sit back and get comfortable and say, when's this going to happen? Because when you do that, you'll fall asleep. When you get comfortable waiting for your promise, you fall asleep. God wants you to align yourself with his promise. God wants you to step in to his promise. God wants you to get to the place where you are exactly where you need to be so God can now unfold his promise. I have never seen in the scripture or in my own life where God gave me a promise and then I sat back and waited for it to happen. No, I prepared myself. I got myself ready. I hit the prayer room. I began to fast and deny my flesh. I began to go to the garden of Gethsemane in my own life and I began to not be jealous and try to give other people glory and give them love and try not to do with these other things that these other men of God did that fell and slept we cannot sleep we must be awakened but you are going to be different when you come out of this than you were before when you went to sleep I'm telling you what you felt tonight is the confirmation that God is awakening this church to a new dimension but we cannot walk out here and say it's going to just happen every Sunday no, I got to hit the prayer room tomorrow. I got to be in the walk, pick up some stones, go to the desert, get in the prayer room and prepare myself for the atmosphere on a regular basis. Are you going to start speaking or are you going to keep sleeping? Go ahead and lift your hands and begin to call on the name of the Lord. I believe there's some people in this place that if you begin to open your mouth, you begin to speak, stuff is going to happen in the spirit. God is awakening us. God is awakening us. God is awakening us. He's awakening us. Come on, stay vigilant. Begin to speak with authority. Begin to speak things into existence. Yorobo shatama. Yaramo shamama makata. Come on, that awakening is here to stay. We got to take it with us tomorrow. We got to take it with us next week. Do not settle for the enemy to lull you to sleep when you've got a community that is waiting on you. 
Yamoshatamoto. If you feel to respond by coming up front, so be it. But open up your mouth and release faith. Open up your mouth and release and say, God, awaken me like I've never been awakened. Awaken me like I've never been awakened. Come on. We got to get out of our comfort. We got to get out of our comfort. We got to be awakened. We got to get out of our comfort. Take the journey. Take the journey. Take the journey. Shomoko. Yamashata. Yele amondo wo shaba. Yakana mondo shababa. Yobo Shata, who's going to get themselves aligned with the promise, aligned with the promises of Antioch that says, I'm going to step in. I'm going to step in. I'm going to step in. I'm going to prepare myself. Come on, young people. You want that high school to break? You got to wake up. Come on, young people. You want that college to break? You got to wake up. You want your workplace atmosphere to change? It's up to you to change it. It's not up to God by himself. It's up to you as the vessel. God can only flow through those that submit themselves. God can only flow through those that begin to release themselves. He might be asking for death of your own will. So what? Don't sleep. So what? Don't sleep. I've got past victories. So what? Don't sleep. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Shaka! Yaka! Odo! Shaba! Come on, something's happening in this atmosphere. For those that are hungry for it, there's an awakening in their spirits. I'm telling you, God will even wake you up naturally. Tomorrow morning, I prophesy it. The Spirit of the Lord is about to come to some people in the morning and wake you up to pray, to get vigilant, so He can speak to your spirit. Shama, Yodo, Yada, Yana. Come on. It's not just about this moment. It's about a commitment. It's about a staying awake mentality. Shama Tararaboko. I can't let cares, I can't let jealousy, I can't let the death dying out process stop me from seeing in the spirit and speaking in the spirit. For those that came up praying for their kids, keep speaking, keep speaking with apostolic authority. Come on. There's a faith that God wants to release to us. There's a faith that God wants to release to this, this atmosphere. Come on. Did you know that the opioid drug overdose has doubled in five years? Wake up, Antioch. Wake up. Did you know the suicide rate is through the roof? Wake up, Antioch. Wake up. Come on, Zion, wake up. What if it was your friend that committed suicide? What if it was your friend who overdosed? Wake up. God wants to change atmospheres. Not only people. He wants to change atmospheres. So they'll come in masses.
Come on, speak it. Don't worry about the person next to you, the person behind you. Begin to speak what God has put in your heart. I don't care how big it is, how crazy it is. Speak it into the atmosphere. The worlds were framed by the spoken word of God. The worlds were framed. The worlds were framed by the spoken word of God. Come on. God's about to awaken some giftings. God's about to awaken some giftings. God's about to awaken some dreams. God's about to awaken some anointings. But it's not going to be like last time. It's going to be heavier. It's going to be stronger. It's going to be greater. Because through your sleeping process, God developed some stuff. God began to move some stuff into your spirit. Come on. Something different is going to happen in you. You got to align yourself so it can happen. Respond in faith. Mix your faith with the word. Mix your faith in the word by speaking rhema, by releasing apostolic authority, by speaking and awakening your heart and your mind. Come on. Satan might have tried to sift you as wheat. You might have fallen asleep, but somebody prayed for you that your faith would fail not. And you're still here. Your faith haven't, hasn't failed. Wake up so he can build a church in your area on you. Wake up. Something is happening in the spirit. Come on, let's go deeper than we usually go. Let's go deeper. Let's get into this thing. Let, these waters are still troubled. Those angels haven't gone anywhere. There's something still happening in the spirit. Come on. Jesus is saying, can you not watch me, watch with me for a few moments and let me take you into some deep places. I want to show you some stuff in your spirit. I want to open your eyes to some things. God's about to give you some answers to your questions But you gotta go to those places I feel the Holy Ghost God's about to give some answers to some questions Ah, awakening Awaken us God Awaken us Jesus Awaken us Father Ah, awaken us, Jesus. Awaken us, Jesus. No more can men sleep like they slept. It's time to bind the adversary's hands to stop and push back the advances of the enemy. I believe the drug overdoses are going to go down. I believe the suicides are going to go down. 
I believe people will be filled with the Holy Ghost in the streets. I believe that people will be baptized in the pools. I believe that people will begin to have dreams, supernatural dreams. Speak with faith. Awaken us, Father. Speak with faith. Ah. Robo Shabakata. Yes, 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 yes. Shakataboboko. Awaken the people. Awaken the people. When Zion, when Zion. Shakatabobo. Come on, young people. Don't be satisfied with sleeping in church. Don't be satisfied with sleeping. Get satisfied with the things of God. You can't be hungry for the word while you're sleeping. You can't be hungry for the things of God while you're sleeping. You can only eat when you're awake. Wake up. Wake up. Yarabosha. Yarabosha. Awaken the apostles, Jesus. Awaken the prophets, Jesus. Awaken the teachers, Jesus. Awaken the pastors. Awaken the evangelists. Awaken the fivefold ministry in this church. Ah, Shatamoko. Awaken the people. Awaken the people. Ah, Shatama. The adversary can't stop this. When you're awake, that's why the Bible says be sober, be vigilant. Because the devil walks around like a roaring lion. He knows you're only dead me when you're asleep. The enemy knows he can only stop you when you're sleeping. But when you're awake, he cannot stop you. There's an awakening. There's an awakening. There's a hunger. There's a yearning. There's something supernatural. There's something that is flowing and stirring in the atmosphere. If you would get a hold of it, I'm telling you, you would never be the same. You would never be the same. Shabo Kotobo. Let's go to that place. Let's go to that place in the spirit. Yashabotobo. Yakataba. God's not done. He's still stirring it up. He's still stirring it up. Deep calleth on the deep. Deep calleth on the deep. Miracles. Miracles. Awaken the miracles. Awaken the gifts of the spirit. Awaken the preachers. Awaken the teachers. Awaken us, Father.
Come on, open your spirit. Let the Lord talk. Let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord reveal to you. He's going to put visions. He's going to put thoughts. He's going to put pictures in your head. He's trying to give you rhema. He's trying to give you understanding. He's trying to give you revelation. Because you're awake. Come on, every great revival that ever happened was because of people awakened. They shook themselves from the things of the natural, trying to hold them down. They let something awaken in their heart when they were in their rooms by themselves, when they were walking around the streets. There was an awakening that happened in the people. Will there be an awakening in this church? I know we got promises. I know we've got great, great promises. But there's got to be an awakening for the promises to flow through. There's got to be a people that will walk in the process so they can fulfill the promise. God can't move if you don't go God can't do what he wants to do if you don't submit if you don't awake Shabakata Itarabo Shaba Ikananamondo Shababaka Come on, let that mouth go. The enemy can try to bind your hands. He can try to bind your body, but he can't bind your mouth. He can't stop your mouth. He can't shut your mouth. And faith is released through the mouth. Come on, just release faith right now through the mouth. Release what you believe in your heart, what God has put in your spirit. Come on, Paul and Silas, they might have been bound to the jail, but they began to praise. They began to open their mouth. They began to pray. They began to speak the things that God purposed in their spirit. And there was an earthquake. Don't worry about what the enemy is praying against you. He can't shut your mouth. Only you have the power to open and close your mouth but if you would open your mouth God would open the door if you would open your mouth God would open the door open your mouth and God will open the doors open your mouth with apostolic authority and God will open the doors you don't have to sit on this platform to be walking in apostolic authority you can do it from where you are you can be anybody who's born again of water and spirit who's been given the authority of God open your mouth and speak and release in the spirit open mouth 
Open doors. Open mouth. Open doors. Awaken Zion. Awaken Zion. Awaken Zion. Something's different. Something's changing. We just have to align ourselves in preparation. Come on, if you're not praying for yourself, get your hands on somebody who needs prayer. Come on, help somebody get awakened. Help somebody go to the place in the spirit that you've already been tonight. Get your hands on somebody and begin to help them get to that place. That's what the body is for. The body needs somebody to help them wake up. Sometimes your alarm isn't going to wake you up. Sometimes you're not listening to the spirit waking you up. Sometimes you need somebody to come in the room and shake you out of bed. To say, get up. It's time to go. Come on, wake somebody up. Get your hands on somebody and begin to pray them through. Pray them through out of their sleep. Awaken. Hallelujah.
Just so you know, I'm officially dismissing church. Church is over. You want to be here? Be here on your own accord. Well, it's time through your desire to go a little bit deeper. Amen. One of the greatest awakenings that any person can have is to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you're in this place and you've never received the Spirit of God inside of you before, we want to pray with you. We believe that tonight is your night to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody in this place? Hallelujah. Somebody just... Help me here and start praying with this young man right here. I believe he's going to receive the Holy Ghost tonight. Anybody else believe that with me right now? Come on, just pray with me. Hallelujah. Brother Fox, help us out. Come pray for this young man right here. That God would fill him with the Holy Ghost. Right right down here. I just saw in my head real quick. You laying your hands on him. And this young man right here. Right here. On the front row. Anybody believe with me right now? If you believe. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 